Brilliant. Well, good afternoon, everybody. We're conscious we want to make a, a prompt start because uh, we have an action-packed hour for us to, to get through. We're not going to be staying in our seats. We're going to be moving around. This is going to be a workshop as it says on the tin. So we're very excited to be together and it's really great to see each and every one of you. So thank you um, so much for coming. Uh, I'm assuming that you have come here to this seminar, you've read the programme and that you've been drawn here because there's something about you that longs to see others thrive. There's something inside each of you in this room, I think, that has drawn you and gone, ooh, I'm going go, to go to that one. You want to see people fully alive. And I just want to say before we start, God bless you. He delights in you, faithful leaders that are generous of spirit to, to look out and, and the people you know and to want to see them thrive in the kingdom. And it's, it's a great joy to be together. We know that this afternoon we're going to encounter his presence together as he works in and through us in just this hour that we've got with each other as we honour each other and as we honour him. So it's really great to have you here. So I'm actually going to, I'm going to pray before we kick off. And uh, yeah, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the eyes of faith that you give us, for the hearts to reach out, hearts after your own. And we thank you that the things that we're going to talk about, the things we're going to explore are of you and for you and in you and through you. And we just commit this time and we say, come Holy Spirit. Would what we do in this place have a multiplication effect in our movement and in our churches to bring health and thriving in ways that we can't imagine? But beautiful, majestic God, you have a plan and you see it all and you're here and we thank you. Would you increase your presence with us as we spend this time together? Amen. So Tom, this is Tom, he'll introduce himself, I'm sure, very shortly. Um, we want to look at this theme of um, mining for gold and how we might practically as leaders, as disciples, as parents maybe, as friends, as work colleagues, as neighbours, you get the gist. This is about wherever there are people, there is something that we can be up to, okay? There's a way of seeing, there's a way of being, there's a way of leading that means we can come alongside people and help them to see and discover and live fully in their God-given design, expressing the kingdom in, in, a world, in the world and in the church in a completely unique way, the way that, that they and only they were created to express the kingdom of God. There is nobody, you know this, but I'm just setting the scene, there is no one like you, and God has no one else in mind to express the kingdom as you can. He has no one else in mind that looks like you, to be gifted like you, who he created like you. Just let that sit with you for a moment. You are unique and you and I are utterly precious to the king of kings. And I want you to take a moment just to imagine, close your eyes if you like, just to imagine for a moment you being fully alive. All that you have been made with, all of your gifts, all of your talents, all that you are, your imagination, fully alive. Fully alive. Life to the full. Now just turn your attention maybe to your church family those you lead, as you look around and you see each one fully alive and thriving. Every unique and precious person. Lights shining in the darkness. That's exciting, isn't it? Just 
this is this is what we dream of. <laughs> this is what we're about. This is what we dream of. And as a movement, um, you might have heard the word coaching flying around. It's it's flying around all the time. And as a movement, we've invested in recent history. John and Debbie wanted to um, invest in the health of leaders, and so. Um, we as a movement have trained some some coaches who are doing that very much behind the scenes with them um, pastors and with church planters but this is about more than than that that is going on this is about something wider it's about us as a family um beginning to mine some gold which we're going to get onto now Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Children of the King walking as masterpieces with things uniquely for us to do and to be. So our vision isn't just that there would be some vineyard coaches and we're going to be extending that team, but it's more than that that we, were long, we long to see a culture in our movement that means we help each other at every twist and turn, in every part of church life, in every part of the family, that we help each other to walk in all that God has for us, thriving and fully alive. And um, this seminar is about that, and it's about us hopefully putting in your hands some simple tools that will help you to use some of these coaching tools to come alongside and to help. And, and I'm here, I have the privilege of, of leading the team um, for the UK and Ireland, but I'm here, really, I, I have personally experienced the power of coaching of a few people over the years coming alongside me and, and journeying with me asking me some incredibly insightful questions, praying for me, listening to the Lord and turning those things into questions and uh, about who I am, what I've been made for and encouraging me to think and talk through and to move forward step by step. People have taken the time which is a huge thing, to mine that precious gold, that precious identity, that God has his fingerprints all over in my heart. And those people I'm, I'm hugely grateful have come along and taken the time to help to mine what is going on and who are you. And it it's had a knock-on effect. Um, my husband and I planted a church in Newcastle 13 years ago, and it's had a knock-on effect in terms of the way we do leadership, how we see others, the way that we build teams. And um, how many of you know this scenario? Our church needs another worship leader. Hmm. I think I think he plays the guitar. I think that could be him. Oh, yeah, I've heard him sing. He sings well. That could be the worship leader. Let's go and talk to him about the gap on the worship team. Or your church needs a new compassion ministry leader. And I, oh, I think she's, I think that's her. I think she's good for that. Or someone uh, with experience of kid, kids ministry walks into your church and you go, that's it, ones to five. We'll get her on the team next week. And off we go. You all chuckle because it goes through our heads, doesn't it? It's the way so often that we build teams and we try to lead. And uh, we believe that there is absolutely a better way. One which honours the masterpiece that God has made and trusts Jesus to build his church his way. It's a way that trusts God by stopping, not jumping in, and and journeys with people through um, their walk with the Lord, through mining for gold in this unique creation who happens to play the guitar. But let's talk about who you are and how you come to be here and what is the Lord doing in your life and what are your hopes and what are your dreams. And this way, as brothers and sisters, we walk forward together. There's a different way of doing leadership, a different way of building teams, and it changes the conversation and it releases God-given creativity and calling, and the body is healthier because everybody is healthier and thriving. And so that's kind of the backdrop, and we hopefully will explain how and what that practically looks like. Is that fair? Yeah, great. Okay. Tom. 
sold me. I believe him. I'm one of the important. Okay, uh, I I just want to briefly. Uh, there's too many people to thank. Too many people to say. Uh, just what an amazing journey this has been. I shared this. Um, just there's a third time we did it. It was a little workshop my wife and I had developed in the States. We'd done it twice, and we shared it in Leicester four four years ago, and it just hit. It just it was something the Lord had put on our heart, but it had taken off. And now, not only are we doing it and it's being shared, but there's some churches around the UK that are actually uh, implementing. I'm just going to I'm, I, he's not on payroll, so you, you can take this for real. Steve, Alice, would you stand up real quick? Just share real quickly, how, how has, briefly, before I tell the details, you've really bought in, and why? why? I mean, what's, give us your, your personal feeling why this matters. Thank you. Awesome. All right, give him a big hand. He, I didn't pay him, so so what we're gonna what we're gonna try to do in forty minutes is, uh, is share the essence of it. Do a live coaching demonstration with one of you in the room who has an issue that you just are stuck with or having a problem with. And I, if you're brave enough, I'm I, I won't bite you. We we'll come up here and we'll do a live demonstration. Then we'll put you doing it with each other. Is that? Can you think we can pull that off in forty minutes? I think we could do it. So, uh, um, but uh, my my friend Steve Mitchell here was uh, kind enough and gracious enough to help me produce this book, which an author's dream has now sold out at the bookstore. Which is, that's very I'm very happy about that. Not sort of, and uh, but I'm going to do something I've always wanted to do, and I'm going to give away some books. Okay, <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. I thought, man, if I ever write a book, I'm going to do that. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> So uh, somebody who really has heard about this thing in coaching, there's no coaching in your church, but you think maybe God has called you to possibly move into this mining for gold coaching thing, and you came to check it out, but you, you, you're just starting. Raise your hand. Hey. All right. You, you're the one. There you go. Give him a big hand. Hey. Okay. What's your name? Stuart. Stuart. Okay. I got one more, and let's see, this person, um, pink socks on, um, you, you really, you have a picture in your mind of people thriving, but you don't know how to bring it to pass, you're it, good hand, your hand went up, what's your name? John, John. all right, give John a big hand, I did that, that was really cool, giving away books, okay. I've always wanted to do that. It was like on my bucket list and it's over now. All right. Okay. Got to do that. So um, as Steve was helping me write, I, I, I was trying to take a lot of thoughts. And this scripture really came to mind is that in mining for gold, those vessels are you. And God has given his promise that you do not have to make discipleship happen. Who's glad for that? You don't have to make it happen. You participate in it, but you're not in charge. And I think we take so much on ourselves. But he says, I will sit as, he will sit, uh, Malachi 3.3, 3, as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he will purify the sons of Levi, which were the Levi. They were the leaders in the tabernacle. They were the, the ones in the front leading God's people in that worship space. And I'll refine them like gold. And silver, and they will bring offerings and righteousness to the Lord. I won't, I won't develop all that, but this is the essence that you're, you and the people in your ministries are, are, are this, these works of art being refined. They are gold, and the book kind of outlines that. 
And then the, the other essence is this scripture, that um, each person you meet carries gold in them in the new birth that they carry. What's, this is very clear to me theologically. I mean, I think you're in firm ground here, for it's the God who commanded light to shine out of the darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure refers to that. The glory of God, the knowledge of the glory of God. We have that treasure in earthen vessels that the power may be of God and not of us. So, I mean, people who are not, who are not redeemed and born again have the gold in them because they're creating the image of God. When the Spirit comes in, it just, it just magnifies that gold. And the, and the image of God starts to light up a personality and bring them to life. And so that's kind of what was underneath the book and the title. So what are we called to do? I mean, using mining for gold is to draw. It's Colossians 1.27 says what? Christ in you, what? The hope of glory. Every person has that. And our goal and our role is to go find that, draw that God-given unique design out, help them cooperate while God's God is bringing them into maturity and fullness and th- coming alive and thriving, and then helping them invest that. And I want to say that um, being a professional coach um, is one thing, and you met, some of you may have a coaching background, but when you invite the person of the Holy Spirit into your coaching, it explodes as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, which I think we got this amazing gift in the vineyard to be charismatic and invite the Spirit. When you take the principles of coaching, and you'll see me do it in a minute, and just invite God to do it, he will amaze you. I promise you. So God's love's at work like a fire. And what I, what I want to say is in Mining for Gold, I just don't feel any great pressure to make anything happen because God's at work. You know, what was that quote from Henry Blackaby? Find where God's working and join him. And you'll be amazed at the results instead of trying to make something. You don't have to make anything happen, so you're off the hook. I'm going to just briefly cover this. Um, these are the seven redemptive gifts that are in Romans 12. I don't have time to develop it. But what I, when I think of a church fully alive, I think of the prophets in the church, this, in Romans 12, 4 through 8, the, those are the gifts of mercy, are those heavenly people who see heaven and have dreams and they're, they're seeing angels and all that. And we, that is amazing and incredible. And those gifts are needed. But we have teacher, giver, ruler, mercies in all three. Those earthly principles also need to be fully developed in the gifts and the body of Christ. And then those folks, folks that just love working with people, man to man, servant, exhorter, mercy. To have a full expression of Christ, I think what, what Carol Wimber said, what she say, um, we need everyone in their place. How many of you want to see every member of the body of Christ thrive? Well, you can't, it's not just about one or two or just the people on staff. It's about everybody Amen? In the church. So, quickly, my journey. Where are we at with time? Um, so, I, I, I had a lot of leadership background. I was a helicopter pilot for the U.S. Army. I had served in Desert Storm. You know, I, I had a lot of leadership uh, in ROTC from Duke University. And so, I had a lot of training. Then I went to the corporate world, and I did the corporate training for General Electric. And so, I knew corporate training, military training. And I thought I knew a little bit about leadership. But when I got into the church world, I found none of those two examples exactly cross over to church leadership. You know, flying helicopters and blowing things up and leading sheep are two different things. They don't follow the same way. So I just had to relearn it again. But then still, I didn't, there was a piece of, I had passion, I had background, I had training, but there, that just everything had not come together. And so after a real frustrating season, I... God started to send people to mine for gold in me, and they just started loving on me, and I thought I was, you know, useless and would never be used by God, and they just began to love on me, and they began to speak out. I, I think, I think there's maybe hope for you, <laughs> and just spoke life and spoke to the gold in me. But when I really got introduced to coaching, and they did a, a strength finder gift tests, and they started to help me, it was it was as if I got onto a ship. And wind filled the sails of my life. And I, I don't know another way to say it. And in the last five to six years, it's just been amazing to step into who God made me, to quit trying to be somebody else, lead their way, 
and I'm just found the thing I was born for, and I've tried to capture that in the book and help others experience a similar thing. I want to just make one comment here before I get into the details, that people's, the stuff in people's heart, their calling is there, but it's like gold. It's hard to go get gold out of the earth. And it takes work and energy and strength and really focus. The purposes of a person's heart are deep, and one who has insight draws it out. Spiritual formation, counseling, mentoring, coaching, all matter to pull the gold out. So I'm going to go fairly quickly, because if you'd like to, you could get the book. <laughs> but Because uh, I don't have time to explain it all. But this is a quick acrostic that helps remember gold is everywhere. It, you just got to start opening your eyes, ask for the Spirit to give you eyes, learn how to develop, it, which I'm going to show you briefly, and then develop others. Um, these principles are in the book, but they are what I have found as a professional coach, as a pastor, as a leader, that thriving is holistic. It's not just, I'm doing great at my ministry, but my marriage is not okay. It's all of them working together in these six principles God is the refiner. Our identity is our foundation for thriving. We thrive when we cooperate with how we're made. It's a really a design kind of principled viewpoint. There's a sweet spot where you naturally bear fruit, where it's, it's, you're supernaturally capable of doing things that others cannot do. When you live out of that most of the time, life is very satisfying. It's very freeing. You could actually enjoy what you're doing. <laughs> instead of feeling like you're made to do it. The cross is the inescapable primary tool of refining it. God wants to kill parts of you. I'm sorry, but he does. And it's for your good, and he loves you. And he's, he's trying to bring you into freedom. And lastly, if, you, if you're not thriving relationally with God and with your primary relationships, all, no success of any kind really is anything without relationships. So here are the four principles. I'm going to demonstrate them in a minute. It's, these are taken from coaching. It's deep listening. It's asking great questions. Those who are trained as coaches do that professionally. Coaches use questions as their primary tool, and that's in there. But with this, it's really sensing where the Holy Spirit's moving in someone's life and figuring out the next step. So I'm going to tell a fun story. How are we doing? Oh, we're good. We're real good. Okay. So um, in 1799... In about two hours east of my house, there was a young man who was heading out um, to uh, actually shoot fish with his bow and arrow in the creek on a Sunday morning. His name was Conrad Reed, and he found a 17-pound shiny rock in the creek. And he came, and he ran inside, and he said, Daddy, I found a, this rock. Isn't it amazing? And his dad was an ex-Prussian soldier. He was very uninterested. He was very kind of low-key. Uh, thinker guy, and he said, fine, fine, but what do you want me to do with it, Daddy? He said, well, just put it, at, we need some air in the house, just put it at the door and keep the door open so we can get some air up in the house. So he did that, he did that, and that's where that sat for three years, until John got to thinking, I wonder what that rock is all about, and he heads down into Charlotte to talk to a jeweler who instantly recognizes it is a chunk of solid gold. 17 pounds and he's pretty shrewd and says what do you want for that rock john <laughs> and say, he goes well a week's pay is three dollars and fifty cents i mean a week's pay for a rock's pretty good that's a pretty good bargain he said done here's 350 <laughs> takes this rock from him the rock the nut chunk was worth thirty six hundred dollars in american terms was you could you were set for your for your whole future buy land take care of yourself the lesson is sometimes we don't know the value of what's in front of us. I think people are like that. Do you agree with that? Sometimes we just don't see it and we'll think, yeah, I don't know. You know, like, I don't know if there's much there. You know? We will do that when we don't look through God's eyes. But God says it's there. Another point, and um, I'll do a demonstration soon, is, is that what Barnabas did with Saul is a fantastic example of mining for gold. You see, Barnabas was accepted. He was the leader of leaders. Um, he, he was fun. He had financed missionary journeys, and he'd, he was a guy everyone respected. And when Paul came on the scene, <laughs> Barnabas sees in Paul gifts beyond his. He sees gold in someone no one wants on the team. And so he risks his own reputation, his own favor, his own name to bring this guy 
Saul of Tarsus to, to Jerusalem and introduce them to the apostles. They're like, no, I'm not having him on the team. I know somebody here and all that. You can imagine what they said, but, but he kept persisting. And, it's, and you'll see in the ministry of Barnabas, he kept bringing Saul along. And then Saul starts coming into his gifts. And then Saul becomes Paul. Paul and Barnabas go out. Later on, it's his first name, Barnabas and Saul, then Paul and Barnabas, and then you don't hear about Barnabas anymore. I think that's it. That's it. It's about seeing it. It's about drawing it out and being humble enough to let someone come into their gifts, even if they surpass you. You see what I'm saying? Very powerful. So I'll tell a quick story. I was in a church, and I went to the um, pastor as I'm coming in from the airport and going to their church and said, you know, tell me about your church, and, and uh, I always know I'm going to do a demonstration. I just said, you know, give me some kind of a feeling of your staff and how they're doing, and he went through it, and he finally said, yeah, but it's, I said, any areas that are troubling? He said, yeah, it's our children's minister, and I said, okay, tell me, tell me about that, and she goes, well, he goes, well, she's, she's, she's really sweet, and I knew there was a problem there, and initially he said, it's like, she, okay, like sweet, what does sweet mean? Well, she's just so sweet. And she just loves the children. She loves to hold them and kiss them and all that. But and I said, so there's a problem? And he goes, yeah, well, we need structure. You know, we need, something. we need someone who can really build in the systems and get the volunteers and, you know, buy the curriculum. And I'm like, okay, okay, all right. And so you, you know, like, you, with her, maybe she's not the one. She said, well, she's all we have, and she's really sweet. So I'm like, okay, I, I get it. <laughs> So we get into the room, and, and he goes, but she's so quiet. She's just so quiet. And, and we're afraid, like, if we do something too harsh, you know, it'll crush her. And it's like, all right, okay, okay. So we get in the room. We get in. I do the whole thing of mining for gold, teach the whole thing. And at the end, I'm like, okay, I want to do a live demonstration for somebody, somebody that's really got an issue. You want to come up here, be bold, come up in front of us all, and, let, and I'll mine for gold. Guess who raises her hand? I'm going to call her Rachel. Rachel raises her hand. And they all pivot back there and go, and here she comes walking up to the front. And I'm like, oh, I got this, man. This is awesome. We're going to nail this thing. And so they're watching, and she's watching. We sit down, and we sit down, and I start talking to her. And she is super sweet. Like in North Carolina, we'd say sweet tea, sweet. You don't have that here. But it's like sugary sweet. And she's so kind. She's a redemptive gift of mercy. She just oozes sweetness. But watch this. So I'm talking to her, and I say, so Rachel, what's up? Good to be here. Interesting that you come up. Is this something you would do? She goes, no, never. I said, all right. Tell me a little bit about what you do with the children. Oh, I just love children. I love to hold them. They're so cute and they're so sweet. And I just like it. It's, it's something I like. And I said, well, how do you feel about um, that ministry? Does it really give you a lot of energy? She goes, no. I, I, it doesn't give me any energy except for being with the children. So I make this statement. So, Rachel, if you could do anything, if you would could be have a role in the church that you'd really like to do that you could give your whole self to what would it be and she this i mean this is, she had the she had these blue eyes and dark hair and she, she looks up with this fire in her eyes and she said warfare intercession <laughs> and i was like where'd that sweet go i mean this this woman's a lioness and i'm like bring it girl what is it what do you mean she goes and she's trying to, she's like, I'm looking at the pastor. The pastor's like this. And the whole staff's like, yeah. I'm like, so tell me, what is it? Warfare intercession. And she, she's like gathering herself. I said, tell me, when do you do that? And, and, and when, it, when do you feel the most alive doing that? She said, all week long. I go through the town. I feel people's pain. I, I, I experience how hard life is for them. And I just... I just get so, I'm a redemptive gift of mercy, so I just, I feel what they feel, and it builds up in me, and by the end of the week, I can't take it anymore. i got to do something about it and get it out. I said, well, what do you do? She said, well, I live in this flat where the walls are really thin, and so I have to turn up the worship music really loud at the end of the day, and when I put my kids to bed, I go into my room, I turn up the worship really loud, and I start praying in tongues at the top of my lungs, and I bind the devil off all the people in my life, and now I'm going to. I could not believe this girl. She's come alive. This is my thing. Warfare intercession. And I'm like, boom, girl, you do it. And she got, she, I said, would you like to do more of that? She goes, it's all I want to do. 
How many of you like to have her in your church doing that thing? Come on. But you wouldn't know. And so I said to her, I said, Rach, what's up with that? Why, why don't you do that? And this was hard, but it was, I didn't, I didn't mean to do it. But I said, why haven't you done that more? She said, they never asked. And I said, all right, okay. And so the pastors in there, they got it. And then she moved over to that thing. What am I trying to say? The gold is there. I won't go into all of these. I don't have time. But let me just briefly. So I'm going I'm to do something now. I'm going to listen to someone. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to try to discern what the Holy Spirit is doing. And then I'm going to try to help them find concrete next steps. I'm going to try to do that in about 10 minutes. Um, let me just share this and I'll show, share a resource because once I get into the other, I don't want to stop. So I think the three things that set it apart is um, in the coaching world, we like to use this phrase. I think leadership's shifting from telling to asking. You understand what that means? We're going to get away from command and control kind of World War II. I'm giving everybody the ideas to more drawing out and asking is going to be the leadership of the future. So it's a drawing out versus a pouring in. People's design really matters. I just want to say that to you a lot under that. But then lastly, if we're going to lead this way, we have to be disciplined to keep the spotlight on the other person and not make it about us and what, where we want to take things and our agendas with stuff. Does that, does that resonate? So I'm going to show a quick resource on here. So what we have done... We have created a website. Is that, okay, cool. So there it is. So we have created a website we just released for this workshop. So there you have it. Yeah. Thank you very much. So this thing, miningforgold.org, is, is a whole series of resources. But you can go to your church and you can get this free. It's got a workbook that you purchase with it to run it. But these, we have 10, and you can go, and this, what this thing does is it will talk about mining for gold. It'll have questions in there. You can facilitate. You can just push the button, listen, and then practice what we're getting ready to do. Is that cool? Yeah. That, anyway, that's, you can find that miningforgold.org, and then it's got other resources that go underneath it that have helped form it, boundaries. Uh, this is a, a thing Jason Clark wanted me to do called Divine Fingerprints. It's a study in the seven redemptive gifts I mentioned in Romans chapter 12. And if you care a lot about design, during this time, if you use that code, it's normally 150 It's going to be just $50. But people have told me that study alone <laughs> helps you determine who people are, how they are, and if you'd like to get any of those, they're available. So I just want to make, let you know that those are there. Cool? Okay, so let's do a live demo. Yes? Okay. I'm going to be in these various areas. If you're interested, I'll be doing these. Um, and because I, I, once we get done, I don't want to come back to But I'll be in those areas. You can take a picture of that or whatever if you'd like to. So who is willing to be a live guinea pig is a scary word. But who be willing? You're, you're in a place that you just really like to have someone mine for gold and you help you get through an issue. And then you're going to do it after that. I'm going to have you break into groups. What's that? Oh, we're recording. Is that bad? Oh, you'll be recording. So, yeah. If you don't, if you murdered someone, don't tell me. Okay. What else? Any who'd like to do it? Who just really? Come on, girl. Give her a big hand. Come on, girl. I just think I'm gonna give you a hug just because you're brave. Come on. Okay. You gotta use this. Give her a big hand. Come on, another big hand. All right. And what's your name? Tito. Tito. Tito? How'd I do? Good? I love your hair. Fist pump? Boom. Come on. All right, so they don't exist. So what I would like you to do is watch, pay attention, look, see, discern, write down notes, what do I do? But I'm going to mine for gold right now, and then you're going to do it. Amen? Reach your hand out to her and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we, ah, we just thank you for Tito. We're gonna, we pray your Holy Spirit will come right now. Just come for this beautiful daughter.
and reveal what you're doing and show us where you're working so she can step more fully into everything you created for her. She's such a beautiful young woman. I just ask you to come now and help us, help her. <laughs> well, he's already working. Step into the fullness in Jesus' name. Amen. You still good? Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. They don't exist. So just you and me right now. Okay, so Tito. I don't know what to do about that. Am I good or no? Move over there. No, I'm done. Well, actually, I will. Sorry, I got some questions on there. Let's move. Where do we go? Yeah, just kill kill my computer. Yeah. There you go. No, it'll go out. It'll go out. Give Rob Graham a hand. Oh, it, it, can we pull it? Can we just pull it out? Just pull it out. All right. I want to get to Tito over here, and I'm sorry about that. Okay. Is that good? Thank you. Give Izzy a hand. Okay. Good job. All right. All right. So let's go. I may get my timer so I'm not joking too long. So tell me um, a little bit about you. Where do you? Where are you from? Where do you live? Um, I'm from London. You're originally. from London. Okay. I've been in Bournemouth for the last four years. Bournemouth, one of my favorite places. <laughs> Were you there when I preached there? No. That's okay. Because I would have remembered this. Yeah, you are. I love your hair. I love it. So you're in Bournemouth, mm-hmm. a student, professional. Um, I just graduated. Just graduated with mm-hmm. a degree in? In computer animation. Come on, girlfriend. <laughs> so are you designing like the next cool game that's going to change um, the world? <laughs> I like telling stories so we'll see nice nice so you're from you're in Bournemouth you're up here yeah. I'm coming to Bournemouth by the way I can't, can't wait too. to see you <laughs> um and so why so I said something going on in your life that you need help with and this is what I love to do so tell me your either dilemma or what's what's difficult what's challenging right now I suppose after uni, the big question is, what's next? Okay. And uh, I guess I have a few ideas, but I don't know where to go next. Okay, okay. So as you look at the frontier that's ahead, um, how much angst is this creating inside of you? Is it a, a little bit, a lot? Or how, how stressed does this bring? How much stress does this bring? I'm not really stressed. Okay, good. Um, I've been pretty much just waiting on God and taking a break and resting for the last four months, so yeah. And what would you like to see happen? What's what's challenging about it? Mm, I'm getting a little bit restless now. <laughs> okay, so, I want something to do. Okay, so you're, you said you're not anxious, but a little bit anxious. Yeah. Yeah. It's subsiding at the okay. moment. It could grow. So if you could, if you were, if God came and said, boom, you're queen for a day, you could do anything, make it all happen. You have the power. More than the queen of England. Mm-hmm. Like cosmic, <laughs> heavenly power. Yeah. But she's a great lady, by the way. But <laughs> what, what would you, if you could poof, here's what I'd do. And you could just say, I'm going to do this. What would it be? Um, I'd create an animation studio in Japan and tell young people about biblical characters through animation and comic books and stuff. Mic drop, baby. Mic drop. Come on. Ah, yeah. You didn't hesitate one bit with that. In Japan, why Japan? Um, well, I've had a growing love for Japan since I've been like eight or something. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that's where I'm supposed to be, but I guess I'll just go and find out. Well, let, well let's just dream a minute. Could we dream a minute? Yeah. You're in Japan. Mm-hmm. You have a, you have this studio. You have like two or three employees because you're making so much money. It's ridiculous. <laughs> 
Kids are coming to faith like crazy. They're getting born again, filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, driving out demons. The kingdom is coming, and you're doing it through your gift. How would that feel? Um, Epic. Epic. (laughs) Epic. Why epic? Tell Um, Tell me why epic. I think because, I mean... There's just nothing greater in life than seeing God's kingdom and, like, in young people and them, like, basically impacting the next millions of years because they're now Christians. So I love it. But let's put you in the story. Mm. There's a million ways to do that. Mm. Why animation? Why? You're doing your thing. You're doing what you study. Why would you get into animation? Why, why do that? Um, well, yeah, I've always loved telling stories. Um, And I was good at art, so I thought, yeah, animation, one plus one equals two, right? So, (laughs) Did you like it as you got into the field? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I did like it. Would you say you have a passion? Um, It's it's competing with my other passion, but it's like, it's growing. What's your other passion? I want to know that now. Music. You have a passion for music as well. How does that fit in? Do you think the Spirit of God might have something that you think those two can work together? Are they separate or what? Yeah, they, they can definitely work together. What do you think God is doing? What do you think the Holy Spirit is doing with two passions? What's What could God maybe be doing with music and animation? So both are universal mediums of communicating. So. But what do you love about them? Oh, if they're passion, it's not just universal <laughs> mediums of communication. <laughs> if it's a passion, it's a passion. Does it burn? Yeah. Come on, give me some burn here. Come on, give me some burn. I know you're a British, and I know it's all nice and polite, but, like, give me something. Bring it. Like, be the lioness. Why is it passionate? Why do you love music? It's just, it's woven into my DNA. Like, that's awesome. What do you love about it? Put your finger on something. Try, you love. try. What What do you love when you're when you're feeling the most juice, the most joy on music? When, when is that? Uh, it's just when, just like all, all the instruments are working, and I'm just there. Like, you go. And they're like there. You go. They're, they're fueling my imagination. There like you go. Giving there you go. My. Um, they're giving me energy. They're just, ah. There you go. You did fantastic. Come on. Give me a high five there. So that's your thing. You just got out your gold. You just shared your gold with me. That's something oh God. That kind of energy doesn't come from you. It comes from the Father. So you have that. You've got this whole thing now. What do you think would be maybe one or two? This is the goal. Go to Japan. Get a studio going. Kids impacting music, animation. We're gonna land this plane now. What what's something you could do this week to move from? I just graduated from uni. I don't know what to do. What's something you could do this week to head towards that dream? This week. This week. Concrete, practical thing that you could say. I'm gonna do this this week to to get off of ground zero and head towards that. What could you do? Fill in a form. Fill in a form? What form? The magic that could take me to Japan somehow. Is there any way, can you see a bridge from here to there? Is Um, there any way to get into, that may not be directly to Japan, but would be a stepping stone on the way that you could do this week, that I'm going to text you and go, did you do it, Tito? Is there something you think you could do? That you've been pondering maybe and you... And you just hadn't done it yet? Well, I guess, I don't know, there are two things. Okay, maybe. two things. What are they? Uh, so the first one is have a look at YWAM. And nice. I don't know, fill out Boom. Kind of form. Okay, um, fill out form for YWAM. I think, can we keep that one? <laughs> Boom, done. I'm going to email you and text you to see if you did it. We'll find out. What's the second one? Um... Um, apply for some kind of language school in in Japan and just go there and learn the language. I like you. (laughs) 
So you're gonna you're you you don't just like go fill out a form. <laughs> YWAM and form for language school. It took an epic dream and it made it practical. That's what mining for gold is all about. When will you do the YWAM application? And I can text you to see when. Not next week. What week? What day? <laughs> no, I'm not. I ain't, and I'm like a dog with a bone. I ain't letting go. When? <laughs> we can wait all day if you want. I'm, I ain't letting go. What day? The 28th of February. The 28th of February. Boom. Come on. Give me the fist pump. Bam. You're going to go YWAM. It's going to be done. I'm going to text you. And what about the language school thing? What day are you going to do that? The same day, I guess. <laughs> On the 28th of February, you're committing right now before God and these witnesses. Sounds like a wedding. <laughs> but you're going you're gonna to do it. Yes or no? Because this is not my thing. You cannot do it. But will you do it for your future, for what God has created you? Will, will you do it? Sure. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. All right. Give her a big hand. Give her a big hand. Reach, reach your hand out to her and let's pray. Come on. Let's do Spirit of the living God, come right now. We ask that you would just download all of the stages and steps for this beautiful lady to create music and art and animation and learn the language of Japan and put her into the various things that are going to equip her to change the future of a nation in Jesus' name. I ask that the Holy Spirit would come now in power. And just wipe away all the insecurity and the fear and the generational this and that. That gets in the way of her becoming everything you created her to be. We thank you for her. We thank you for the courage inside of her. And the lioness that's in there. And the artist that's in there in Jesus' name. And we say, Father, bring that gold out. Refine her character to change nations. And to bring about. We ask that you give her favor in the applications and the various things that she does. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody said, Amen. Amen. How you feeling? Strange. Yeah. <laughs> give her a big hand. Give her a big hand. Okay, okay. How are we doing? What are we doing? What? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Is that you give that? Yeah, yeah. You going to do it? Yeah, okay. So I'm going to let her do this part. So who thought that was cool? Is that not cool? Boom! I'm sorry. I'm American. I get excited. So that's cool, is it not? I don't know her. But the Spirit of God had, has a call on her life. And you see how polite she was being at first? And I said, come on, girl. Give me the fire. It's in there. And so we're going we're gonna to break you into twos. I want to put some questions up here. Well, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get some, and I want you to get same gender, guys with guys, girls and girls. We're going to just give you just a few minutes to practice this and draw out the gifts. Is, oh, did you have some questions? Go ahead, talk. Uh, no, I was just going to say that um, that was really quick. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. that conversation was fast. And we always have a real cultural exchange, Tom and I, when we get together. And when, yeah. we, when we are coaching, he does it his way, because he is Tom. And you will do it your way. But the beautiful thing is, when we've all watched her coach, isn't there something about us that has just have such affection and love in this room has kind of extended through seeing that deep conversation and what's about to happen now is we split into, split into pairs and ask these questions and look at each other with eyes of care and encouragement something really extraordinary is going to happen in this room as people verbalize maybe for the first time hopes and dreams that the Lord has put in us and we're going to be Amen. encouraging as we do that. So the questions, I will let you... The thing here, so that we're, what we're going to do is, real quickly, so um, this is what you're going to do. If you have a pen or a pencil, you want to write this down. It's very easy. It's very simple. But everybody goes through seasons of life. There's winter season. Winter feels like, um, it feels like life's hard, death, relationship breaking, ministry shutting down, can be divorced, death of a child, horrible wilderness hard. 
winter. It's part of God's purposes. Spring is when new life is coming. Your hope comes again. Romance returns. You know, birds are singing and it's warmer and you, there's a sense of hope and joy. Summer's when life feels pretty simple and easy. Things are moving forward without much effort. Things are growing. It's a season to just steward expansion and growth. Fall feels like something is going to come to an end soon. You, you know change is on the way. It's not winter yet, but things are starting to dry up. The phone calls aren't coming on the businesses that you used to have. Things used to work so easy, but they're not. It's actually an autumn in your life. And what I want you to do is this. With your person, use these questions. You can all look back up at the thing. So what I want you to do is four things. I want you to really listen. I want you not, when you're doing, I call them the gold mine and the miner. One person's the gold mine, you're going to go in, and you're the miner. The other one, you're going to switch. We're going to give you only... 10 minutes. We're only going to give you five minutes, but it can work. I promise you. Just realize. But start asking. Don't talk the whole time. When you're mine, you just ask the questions and listen. So guys with guys, girls with girls, walk through these questions, but try to get them by the end of the five minutes. So with all of that, what are you going to do about it? And see, see if this works. Holy Spirit, just use this next 10 minutes in Jesus' name. Do it. Go. Guys with guys, girls with girls, make it happen. Five minutes each and then switch. Go, do it. That's great. We've spent 20 minutes asking questions, listening to each other, and beginning to mine some of that kingdom gold that is in each and every person in the room. And I want to encourage you as you go home um, to think about how you do leadership, how you do friendship, how you relate um, to those around you. Because asking the question of, of others, you know, tell me about your hopes and dreams. Tell me, is there something that is a stumbling block for you? Unless we ask those questions and listen carefully to the answers, we're not fully honouring what God has made when he's made a masterpiece right in front of you. So I want to encourage you. We've had t- just 20 minutes today of listening to each other and of um, helping each other to, to make plans to, for the next step to see the things in, in us become a reality. So I want to encourage you to do that in, in your local churches with whoever you lead, with whoever you know. This is a fantastic way of being, a fantastic way of loving and caring and stopping as Jesus did to honour and to discover some of the goals that lies in each and every person around us. We really believe that every question can be uh, an opportunity for the kingdom. So we want to say bless you, go for it and happy mining.